What up, Yohanyaks? Coming at you live from I'm on a boat. So it's not actually live, this is pre recorded. But I am setting sail today on the largest ship I've ever set sail on. <sighs> Feels like I'm getting back to my Viking roots here. Yes, there will be no rowing, and this is kind of, in some ways. <laughs> It is a pinnacle of luxury because it's just food and drinks and games and all the entertainment packed into one ship. So it's really, it's almost, I mean, it is a vacation in every sense of the word. We're not adventuring exploring, but I'm on my way to Cozumel. So getting a nice first ever cruise. Going to go with my wife, her parents, my parents. It's going to be great. Intermingling of family. And I was trying to figure out how to say that. Is it technically extended family? I don't know. No idea. All I do know is I'm on a boat and I'm having a good time getting lots of sun. And it, it's kind of crazy because driving down. So I was up in Denver. I had to drive to Oklahoma and meet up with fam. And then we drove to Houston, sailed out of Galveston. Well, snowed in Denver. And then I drove through a little bit of snow and it snowed in Oklahoma on the day of recording, which would have been Friday. And so it's it's coming out of two extremes, and it's weird. It feels weird packing only shorts and, and no warm clothes. But I'm be I'm gonna be in the Gulf of Mexico. I'm being the Caribbean, okay? I'm gonna be so it's technically not the Gulf of Mexico. I don't know where. I'm somewhere in that area, okay? And it's gonna be a blast. So if you haven't already, send in your. I mean, it's not like I'm going to get it before I'm off the boat because I have no contact. So that's why there's no social media posts about today's episode because I'm on a boat, feeling remote, getting unplugged, doing good. So, But I'm still bringing you a full week of episodes. That's how committed I am to you, to this, because they always say, you know, consistency is key. And so figuring it out, making it work, taking it serious, having a lot of good fun while doing it. So... That's what's going on, though. Wednesday, I'll give you the lineup. Wednesday is going to be a uh, blessing. Blessings out of tragedy. I th- I can't decide what to call it. Blessings born from tragedy, born out of tragedy. It just feels too long and wordy. So I thought blessings from tragedy, blessings out of tragedy. I don't know. You tell me which one you think works best. But got the second edition of that. Sat down with my good buddy Dennis. I've said it every episode last week, and I will continue to say it until it airs and after it airs. His story is incredible, and it is just miracle after miracle after miracle. It is, it is God's handiwork, to put it briefly. And it is a tearjerker. So get your tissues, napkins, receipts, whatever you need for your tears and your snot. Have them handy when you listen to it, because it is a tearjerker. But really good episodes. That's what's coming Wednesday. Gonna get more serious, but hopefully uplifting and encouraging. And then Friday, I've got a little something different coming. I don't want to say too much. I kind of just want to let it ride. Uh, it's got a good title, good description. So I'm just gonna. You're just gonna have to wait and see on Friday. Friday's Friday's a little something different, a little something special. Friday, Friday's a special episode, and I will tell you this: it's shorter. Ooh, what is shorter, right? We're talking like five minutes, ten minutes. 
shorter than normal. So, oh, 35 minutes. Oh, 55 minutes. No, no, it's shorter. Today's ready for this famous last words every time, every episode. One, you know, if I say it enough, one of these episodes, it'll be true. But today's episode shouldn't be that long. Boom. There I said it. Drop the bomb. Yeah. What do you think about that? Okay. To keep to try and hold true to that for once in my life, because broken clock is right twice a day, you know, so I'm trying, I'm only aiming for once, but for once in my life, let's try to keep it short. So let's jump into my notes. So today, more or less, is going to be an undead notes episode. I was looking through them, and awkwardly enough, a lot of my undead notes, at least the section I'm in right now, are some pretty serious, heavy stuff, sometimes like more topical to that, and I don't know, I read it and I go, I mean, I could talk about this. Like, it was a decent point, but... Is it worth drumming up? I don't know. So I kind of had to bounce around a little bit and find, I don't know, some more, what feels more like undead notes. Because some of them are so topical. It's funny when I look back. Some of them I look back and I, I, rem- I know exactly what event prompted this or I remember, I remember writing this almost. And some of these are probably going back three or four years. So it's kind of cool to look back on that sort of thing. And then some of them are complete garbage or make no sense, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the fun ones that I found. But a couple 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 current notes, current things that are happening. Uh, I got my beard cut in caught. Oh my gosh, my beard! It's long. I went to zi- it was cold yesterday. I went to zip up my jacket. You know, and I have, I've had long hair that it, it's it's nipple length. For me, and you may not like that descriptor, but that's the, you know exactly how long my hair is when I say that. So, you're welcome. But anyways, and so it, you know, I'm used to my head hair getting caught in my zipper and whatnot. But then my beard hair got caught, and that was a new one, and a painful one. Different kind of pain. One that I hopefully never experience again. But I'd already been thinking about, particularly for the cruise, my beard is the longest ever been, and it looks good. But it needs, it, you know, it kind of needs to be cleaned, cleaned up and groomed a little bit. Not like trimmed back or anything, but certain parts trimmed down and edges made, all this stuff. But I was like, maybe I should just go ahead and shift into summer beard. Like, go real short, more stubbly. And this really, this prompted that thought really gaining a lot of traction. So, naturally, I did whatever person would do and I went to Instagram made a poll on my story and said all right trimming the beard what should we do full summer beard or just trim it up but keep it long for now and it was actually a tight race it was, I believe it was 54 46 ish for trim it but keep it long so not going summer beard part of me is disappointed now I am a hanyak and can do Whatever I want, because it's my beard and I'm the one wearing it, and so it matters most what I think of it. Well, after what my wife thinks of it, if anyone who's married understands that. But <laughs> we, yeah, so folks, but I am going to heed the call of the people who are willing to put in the time and effort to look at my story, get through all the bullcrap to find that wonderful poll, and vote on it. So I'm going to defer to you guys. We are going to trim it up, but keep it long. I'll do before and after pictures, and I'll probably put them on both my personal and the podcast, just in case you don't follow me, my personal account, which most of you probably found the podcast through my personal account, so it's an irrelevant point, but best to cover my bases. So yeah, that's happening. Anyone who's ever had a beard, if you ever have had a beard, 
Ever gotten it caught in a zipper? It's horrible. Another thing, too, that I'm not used to, so typically beard hairs for me was no more than an inch or so, and, you know, sometimes, like, head hair, they, like, fall out, and, like, oh, there's a beard hair. Then I saw this, like, three-and-a-half-inch hair one time on something, and I was like, that's way too short to be on my head. And then I go, is that a beard hair? I was like, oh, I was like, how? I was like, that, that's not, instinctually, I went, that's none of my hair. Whose hair? How did someone's hair get here? Because it's on something that, it, like, it's in a place that, we'll say this, it's in, it's in my podcast microphone case that nobody else is around. I'm the only one who accesses and uses it. And so, not even, like, my wife's hair should be inside of that. But I found one of those, and I go, wait a minute, what the, oh my gosh. I was like, that's a beard hair. My beard's that long. It doesn't feel like it's that long. But then when I start really looking, I go, yeah, it is that long. So kind of cool. Anyways, so big stuff coming. That's actually going to happen day of recording. So day of, mm, so you might have already seen the results of this. I'm realizing now because this airs Monday, which means I'm going to hold off showing results until I get back from being on a boat. So there's that. Something else that I was talking with my sister-in-law and we were talking about all this diet stuff. You know, I was talking about carnivore code and all the stuff I've learned and Um, What it really means to eat right as I have my, I believe this, uh, I believe this is liver, it might be kidney, doused in honey and salted that I'm going to eat as soon as I finish recording. Raw! Just gotta, just gotta build up to, you know, being able to do that. But anyways, and she, credit to her, shout out to Morgan, she said, sad, and she goes, you know, the standard American diet, and it was like a, it was like an atom bomb dropped on, you know, not a light bulb. What light bulb is is underselling it. It was an atom bomb, and I just went, "You've got to be kidding me!" So, a couple things: the standard American diet we know is trash. When you decide to abbreviate that, it abbreviates to sad, which is just too perfect and too fitting because. If I were to describe the diet of the standard American diet, I would say it is, it is a sad way to eat. It is, I, I would probably say it's bad, but definitely like it's a sad because you're just punishing yourself and putting absolute garbage. You're putting diesel in a gas engine and just absolutely running yourself into the ground. And so it's, you're mistreating yourself and it's sad to see someone mistreat themselves. Now, I look. I had Chick-fil-A for breakfast, so who am I to talk, right? And it's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 90-10, 80-20 guy. And you might think, Quibina Hanya, go all in. And I just say, in the current culture and climate we live in, look, there's going to be times where I'm going to go over to someone's house, house for dinner, or I'm going to go out to eat with some friends, and I'm going to eat more or less what I want. Now, I try and stick to it. For example, when I got dinner from Chick-fil-A the other night, before, um, before my community group with church... I didn't have time to cook or do any of that prep. And I was like, man, I don't want to go hungry again. I've gone hungry too many times and been munching on M&Ms. And that is not good. That is sad. That is standard American diet moves. So I didn't want to be sad. So I was like, all right, we'll do Chick-fil-A. I know it's fried chicken, but hear me out. Just get the 30-count nugget, and that's all I get. Yes, I'll still dip some of them in the Chick-fil-A sauce, but... I'm not getting the fries. I'm not getting that. It's kind of like, okay, look, I'm forced into having to drink soda or at least drink a zero sugar or a diet soda, which in some respects I would argue isn't actually any better for you. For me, if I'm looking at sodas, I'm going to say, which one has real cane sugar? That's the one I want because that one is is, is the most natural form of the black poison that is soda. That is so delicious. 
That, that is one thing about the standard American diet. It may be a sad diet and a sad way to treat yourself, but it is a delicious diet and a delicious, I'm talking pizza, burgers, beer, baked potatoes, which I personally don't like, but you're getting mozzarella sticks, you're getting roast beef sandwiches. I'm just going through all the fast food chains in my head thinking about all the delicious food. Oreos, you go state fair mode, deep fried Oreos, deep fried Snickers, candy, soda, Pepsi, Coke. Oops, did I just mention Pepsi? Uh, Mountain Dew, root beer. I mean, so much. But it's all addicting and all horrible for you. So, and on that, and that's a big point of the Carnivore Code, which I've already done my whole book review on. But I like it. He goes, okay, let's talk quality of life, right? Quality of your taste buds, life. Whoa, they're living large. Well, it's indulgence, really. But then the quality of your gut health, of your, of your metabolic health of your weight, all of that is in the dumps because something tastes nice. It's like, look, I can still, I had cheesecake the other night. It was a special treat, but 90% of the time I'm eating right. Waking up in the morning, having bacon and eggs. Now, if you're not subscribed to animal base and whatnot, you're going to say, bacon and eggs is horrible, your cholesterol, all that stuff. And it's like, look, I've got into that in the book review. You can go check it out. But eating healthy, and then it's like, okay, look, I have a tiny little snack this one time. I mean, I'm te- I'm right now I'm on a boat. And so believe you me, going into this, I'm saying, man, I've been doing so good building up this regimen of being carnivore and nose to tail. Animal base has been awesome, feeling great. And now I'm about to go on a freaking cruise. What do you think my options are going to be? I've never been on a cruise. So if you've been on a cruise, you know what I'm getting into. I don't know what I'm getting into. I have a vague idea and some general expectations. And I just go... This is my first test and challenge. And you'll find out once I get back how I did. But looking at this, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm telling myself, look, stay strong. And you can splurge at dinner every night. Like when I say splurge, I mean a little bit, right? That's the other thing is doing this in moderation. So it's like I'm going to have instead of having, you know, just as much as I can take. Okay. Let's say this. Instead of sitting down and eating one row of Oreos out of the three rows, four rows in the package, I say I can only I can only have Oreos, let's say, once a week, and I can only have two Oreos. That is limiting your – yeah, you're getting a little bit of processed sugar. Yeah, it's not good for you at all. You're getting to treat yourself now. Now, for some people, they, they can't do that. It's a control thing and a discipline thing, and they can't do that. So it's not saying it works for everybody. It's tough though. Because while sad is sad, it's also delicious. <laughs> and and if you don't want to admit that, be like, but I like my fruits and that. And it's like you can accustom your body to where when you eat healthy, you actually crave and enjoy that more. But it's definitely a process because the, the sad foods are designed, are engineered, if you will, to be addicting, delicious, to, to basically – I mean – in, in its lowest form, be almost like a drug. Addictive. I mean, what's the... There's Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, you think that's just a catchy thing that they wanted to come up with? Be like, oh yeah, Pringles. No, no, no. There's intention behind that. Just like, just like social media platforms are designed to... They want you to spend as much time on them as possible. Because that's their business and that's good for business. And so then, so then the responsibility gets put in your hands on understanding that that is their goal and aim 
and you say, okay, so I can't just say they have my best interest at heart because they don't. They they are trying to, that is their business and they are trying to maximize their business. And so you have to look at it and say, all right, I'm going to, okay, well then in respect of that, I'm not just going to give in to whatever urges. I'm going to set parameters and rules and that will, I'll be better for it then. Because then I'll limit my time. I won't get swallowed up into a the deep abyss that is like you know there's a social media hole where i'm stuck and two hours later i've been sitting on the couch just scrolling through head down been totally unproductive it's like no i'll go look at it for you know set set time aside i'm half an hour to go check out check my social medias or update my social medias and so it's an interesting topic wow this really this really got into things all i said was sad and i think it's hilarious that standard american diet equals sad because that's what it is and that's the state of our metabolic health and our just health in general I, I, I really, and I don't know how to turn it around. I mean, is it just interval? Because that's the other thing is it, there's perception about it. It's so easy to eat sad and that it's seemingly people think it's a lot harder and a lot more expensive to eat healthy. And it's like, it is a little bit harder at first, but for example, like up in Denver, I found, yeah, the, the first week or two, uh, you know, I spent maybe over the course of two weeks, I didn't spend that much time all the time. It was just in my free time. I did these, you know, I went, I, I went and checked out a couple different, different local butcher shops and markets and things like that. And I found this one that's great. And they have meat, they have dairy, they have uh, eggs, they have it all. And so I can go there and load up for the week and then cook and be good to go. So it's interesting. Once you, it's that initial, it's always a transition takes that initial like what I, if you want to call it barrier to entry, right? That initial investment is a little bit higher, but once you're in it, it drops off, right? So it's a, a little, a decent amount of work to get started, but once you're started, like with LastPass, not a sponsor at all, probably never will be. My password, I haven't had to create a password in like four years now. And I don't have to remember a password in that same time because LastPass is a password manager that this is literally sounding like a read. But anyways, they manage your passwords. And so I have a vault. It has all my passwords. They auto-load. It works on your phone, your computer. It has an extension in the browser. So if you have to create an account somewhere, it'll you can have it generate a password. Or if you just type in your password, it'll say, do you want us to add this? And it's awesome. It's wherever you go. And it's encrypted and secure. You can save Wi-Fi passwords, bank information, loan information, like anything and everything. Have this digital vault. And so instead of having to try and keep all the papers in a physical safe, like we have all these papers that have this information, you can put it in this digital vault that's encrypted locally, which means that if their servers get hacked, it's all encrypted and there's no way for them to decrypt it. It gets encrypted locally on your phone. So it's interesting. But there's your not sponsor sponsor for the day, LastPass, the password manager. And that takes a decent, it took me probably a month to finally get all my passwords on there. Because I'm not logging in to everything every day, but I installed it to my browser, and so anytime I would log into something that hadn't been added, it would just say, oh, do you want us to remember this? And I'd say, yup, cool. So it's awesome. Check it out if you want to stop having to use the same password or remember passwords or write them down somewhere. You can just have them do that and forget it. And then have the best part is that they'll generate... Like it's a random password generator and you can make it 12, 24 characters and have all the letters and symbols. So it's basically unhackable. And then you have, then all your passwords are super strong. So, and you won't, you won't be the friend who sends the message. Can you believe who died this week in Facebook messenger with a, with a cryptic link 
that you want me to click so then the malware can get onto my account and my and then you have to go make the shameful Facebook post. Sorry, everybody, I got hacked. If you receive a friend request or a message from me, and which I will say, it has happened to the best of us, okay? But nobody wants to have to do this. <laughs> do not click the link. It's not me. I've been hacked. So my wife, we got my wife a couple weeks ago. Now we caught it instantly. She clicked it. She was like, what the heck? This is weird. Why is she sending this message? And then I look at it and I go, oh, crap. That was a very tricky way, but good way. That, w- that, was, a, that was a hack. So I was like, go in, change your password right now. And she did, and I don't think she it she changed her password immediately. And so she logged out and then logged back in, changed password, and everything worked out okay. So that's that's what happens. There a little bit of cybersecurity advice for you today. Unsolicited. You're welcome. Pro tips. I need to bring that back. I need to have a whole segment that's some pro tips. Where once a week, I'm gonna give pro tips on whatever. Pro tip. Get LastPass a password man or or a password manager like them. They're great. They have a free option too. Did I mention that? Now you can get like a family subscription. It's like a couple bucks, like two bucks a month or something like that. Very 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 cheap. So do that uh, along with the VPNs. This week this week pro tips is specializing in cybersecurity, VPNs for when you're on public Wi-Fi, and password managers. Get them. Bada bing, bada boom. There you go. Segment done. All right. Should we actually get into undead notes now that we're 20 minutes deep into this episode? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I promised undead notes and yet here we are. So we'll close it. We'll close. Now, don't start your timer, Rachel. This is not the Norwegian goodbye. I'm saying we'll close this thing out with, with some undead notes. We'll, we'll put them to rest. Consider this the memorial service for these undead notes. We are putting them to rest. They, you know, they've, they've been dead, but now they're being buried properly, given their proper respects, and being used in a podcast episode. That's how you put undead notes to rest. And we no longer have to worry about them wanting to eat our brains. So here we go. And I don't know, I, I feel like I might have done this first one before, but it's a good repeat. This one goes back to high school. I remember thinking, it was, it was a joke, but then the more I thought, I was like, I don't know, kind of makes sense, a little bit. All caps, SPACE WASTE. Yep, that's right, folks. You heard that. SPACE WASTE. What is the idea? Well, back in high school, we were learning about how landfills work and the process that it is. And then when I when I just stepped back and conceptually went, so hold on. You mean to tell me that in our advanced society, our only solution for all our junk and garbage is to literally bury it in the proverbial backyard? Some hard bees for you right there. Yep. <laughs> And they have to they have to build them out in such a way and like insulate them with concrete and all these layers of concrete and they have to have all these water testers um, at different differentiating um, differences and have a certain radius like people can't use well water if they live so close or whatnot and because it could contaminate the water and I just realized and like I've been to the landfill in my hometown plenty of times and it's trash Ma- aka trash mountain that's the best name for them so and you go and it. When you really just stop and think about it for a second, you go, yeah, we're literally, it's the equivalent of every time my trash can was full, if I just had a pit in my backyard and was just putting the trash in and then kind of pushing some dirt over. It is the ultimate sweep under the rug toddler solution. It's really kind of funny. And so we're sitting there and, and you know, of course we're like, okay, we're going to keep producing trash and keep, so we're going to keep having to make new landfills. We're going to keep, we're just going to have, at some point we're literally just going to have trash buried all over the planet. And as you know, if we want to be 
climate conscious is, and 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 what this trash buried under the ground does is it infects the water system like you have to actively prevent it and and check it and test it to make sure it's not infiltrating the water sources so and you and you know we definitely can't burn it right because burn pits release all those toxins into the atmosphere so it's like, all right, where do we want the toxins, in our water or in our atmosphere? And there's a whole thing on the burn pits that the military does, and it's caused all these horrible cancers and diseases. And So it's like, golly, what do we do with trash? And I was like, hey, aren't we shooting stuff into space? How big is space? This is high school us, of course, this, you know, high school kids. So we're like, you know what we should do? We, of course, are just being obnoxious. I'm just like, space waste. Just strap it into ro- – send, send regular rockets up into space – and just blast our blast it to space, you know? We're not using these space shuttles anymore for these actual missions. And here, put them to good use. Fill them with trash. Send them to the moon. You know, maybe not the moon, but just send them into oblivion. Because space is endless, right? It's giant. And I'm sure there's some unintended consequences that would come of it, whether some of it, you know, there'd be issues with, oh, it didn't blast far enough into space and it falls back down to Earth. Then you have deadly meteors, and it's like, that's way worse than a landfill, supposedly, right? But I'm just in for longevity purposes. And now with, you know, Elon doing SpaceX, it's just sitting there and thinking, yeah. So I, part of it, yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek, but also part of me is like, if there was a, because when you see what it takes to build a landfill and how costly it is and the space and land it takes up, literally, I think, okay, how much money is that, you know, does your average landfill cost? Versus how much would it cost to blast that same amount into space? Now, the difference is you can just add to Trash Mountain, and it's and it's not hard, right? So we'd have to have facilities that would, it would go to a facility, probably get compacted and whatnot and smashed way down, and then it would get shot into space. And so, yeah, I, there would be a co- amount of cost there, but I'm just saying piggyback of, off of what the current space programs we're doing to send stuff out, to send it to orbit, just have, I don't know, secondary booster that just goes off once it gets out there and just goes off into a blue, send it towards the sun. I don't care. It's not going to affect us, right? I think that is, and, and you know, the frugal side of you might come out and be like, that's so expensive though, and we're burning all that fuel. And it's like, yeah, yeah. But I thought, I thought you know there wasn't a price too high because a lot of the climate people say you know, you know it's the price the cost is worth it to save our planet. Yeah, that's why space waste the cost. Send it, send it to Jupiter. I don't care. There's space is in in so much bigger. Even if you say, well, we don't want just want a trash floating out about it. Why? I'm not going out there. Aliens are debatable at best. At most, we just don't want stuff in our orbit or floating back down to us. And guess what we could do if it does? Shoot it. <laughs> just blast it. <laughs> this is a, just blast it into oblivion. I mean, I'm not saying the solution is necessarily outside of, you know, of a higher mind, if you will. It's, <laughs> it's a sweeping it under the rug. How about we just crumple it into a ball and smoke it with a baseball bat over our fence? Not my yard, not my problem. <laughs> That's... Yeah, so space waste. I'm telling you, that is the way to go. It would be a worthwhile investment if we could make it where it's efficient. We could, and here, here's a thought. You know what, you actually, you know, I just figured it out, just solved it. 
No, so not necessarily space waste, sort of space waste. You might say, well, that's going to cost a lot of fuel. we got to build the rockets. Hold on, hold on. What if we found out a way to take a lot of this way, waste-powered rockets? Because a lot of these are dense plastics that don't biodegrade at all or anything like that. So maybe there's someone could build a fuel system that burns and runs off of trash, kind of like uh, Back to the Future, what is it, Part 2? Yeah, and Doc comes back and his car runs on trash. That sort of thing, right? Or recycling compost, whatever you want to call it. Hey, that's the thought. Might be a pipe dream, might be totally unrealistic, but I'm just saying if it could run off of that or be built by recycled materials, which they have to be pretty hefty, so I don't know if they could be, but nonetheless, I'm just saying, because then, cause then you could just take the rockets we have, run them on waste, and but then that's the same as burning it, right? It's going to go in the atmosphere. Unless, it, I don't know, maybe when it burns in the form of rocket fuel in a rocket engine, it it burns so hot that you don't get a lot of those chemicals. I don't know. I still think it's better than what we're doing. Just blast it into space. Kind of like the Hubble telescope, right? We just we said, bye, launch that me. ejecto cuz. <laughs> Let's see what you send back. For <laughs> and then, you know, it, that lasted for a long time. Do that with our trash. Like, I'm, what I'm picturing, you know, the equivalent of a giant slingshot of trash. Bye. <laughs> just too fast, too furious. Connor, I know, you, I know you'll get that one. And hopefully laugh, but just ejecto cedo, cause space waste. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. So that's 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 what I'm advocating for. Space waste 2024, right? Space waste by 2050. No more landfills in the landfills. Thought we wanted to save our Earth, not just literally fill it up with trash in the sense of you're putting it under the ground, and so you're making. Also, fun fact, you can't build on top of places that were landfills. My hometown idiotically tried to do that and build some like baseball and football fields and the parking lot is all jacked up because it shifts because it's not solid ground literally so anyways space waste okay so the real question is yeah i'll do these last two notes quickly this this episode is not panning out to be much shorter well it's panning out to be shorter but not much so this is a quote i remember seeing this quote too I think I saw on someone's Instagram story. It says, a healthy relationship will never have you sacrifice friends, dreams, or dignity. Hold on. Excuse me? I said, actually, that's my, minus dignity. That is exactly what a healthy relationship will have you do. The fundamental premise of a good relationship is it's built on mutual sacrifice. It will never have you sacrifice your friends. Actually, yes. Especially if it's a marriage type relationship that you're working towards your 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 spouse is to become your best friend meaning you're going to sacrifice time that you could normally just freely spend with whatever friends that now needs to be dedicated to your spouse so fundamental and 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 that will build a good strong healthy marriage but if you come in it saying why do i have to give up time for you it's like you're fundamentally misunderstanding the premise of of having a a a personal lifelong intimate relationship strong relationship with someone dreams absolutely so they're i think they're talking out of the extreme meaning you shouldn't have to you know the unhealthy relationship that says you can't see your friends ever i hate your friends i'm extremely jealous when you're hanging out with your friends and i tell you about it and i get mad that's unhealthy right 
Same with your dreams. You can't do what you want. You have to sacrifice absolutely everything for me, which on one hand I will say is somewhat of an accurate statement, but it needs to come out of the self-sacrifice side of things. Meaning when you, you come together with your spouse, guess what? You now have to consider each other and it's not, it's like, I may have this dream of, I want to go do X, but I have to consider you in this equation. And ultimately kind of like the quality of life around diet that I referenced earlier. This is something that I recently, that my wife and I went through over the past say year and a half or so was really examining and, and some realization that I came to, you know, it's, we all have our career aspirations and what, what our, we would ideally love to do or where we would love to live and be able to go and be free. And it's like, once you're, you know, you're in that relationship, you have to consider the other person. And if this relationship is now kind of paramount in your life, meaning it brings the most fulfillment, most joy, most happiness, that means it now supersedes going to see the Grand Canyon on the, on said weekend. You know, I can't go because my spouse came down with some illness. I have to take it or, you know, whatever, you know, that's our anniversary. So sorry guys, I can't go with you to the Grand Canyon, but you have to look at it from the big perspective and saying, okay, the, you don't have to give up your dreams. Your dreams change though, because the most satisfying thing for me is to be able to be in a position that is going to satisfy my wife, but then also satisfy us as a couple and have us in the, in the best possible position to build the best possible marriage and have a happy, strong family. And so that, instead of saying, I just want to do the, you know, I want to make the most money possible, let's say, right? Oh, I just want to go make a million dollars. And it's like, well, that million dollars, sure, would be cool and be a good adventure and maybe bring me some happiness. But the level of happiness and the depth that you would reach, the depths of joy that you reach with going the other way, saying, no, 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 I actually am going to prioritize these because I understand that the purest, best, deepest joy and happiness comes from cultivating that. And so while I still can't have my personal dreams, I my new dream should be like for the best quality of life that I can achieve is through this avenue. So that should be my goal, right? So my goal is to cultivate a happy, healthy marriage and family. And I want to do whatever is best for that. And so I kind of keep it kind of generic that way instead of, you know, specific X thing. I'm not saying you can't have your career aspirations and dreams, but not at the, it shouldn't be at the expense of your relationship or your family, ultimately. You know, there might be some temporary sacrifice, and that's fine, and that's acceptable. But, and, and there's, look, you're not always going to get everything you exactly want. You're not everyone's able to just, oh, I have all these investments, and I make all this money, so I went and bought this ranch in the middle of Texas, and I just live on the ranch in my own little ecosystem. Me and my family, we're all happy-go-lucky, and I really don't have to... As Joe Rogan puts it, you know, he, I have fu money, so I don't have to. I don't have to answer to anyone. It's like that's not realistic for everybody. You know, you're gonna have to have your job, and you're gonna have to balance that accordingly. But I'm, I'm, I'm more talking in the extremes here, right? So, yeah, I'd say you absolutely have to sacrifice friends and dreams. The dignity is one that's kind of a cop out to me. They close it out with dignity and be like, "You think I should sacrifice my dignity?" No, absolutely not. And so that one, that one actually does apply to the quote, but that is the only one. But they put that in there with these other two things to then justify the whole quote. 
and I'm not necessarily, but I'm saying that's, this is the tactic here. And so it's like, okay, you're one for three, 33%, not, not great. But ultimately I, I look at that and I'm like, yeah, healthy relationship will never have you sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, it will save, you know, exclude the dignity, but those other two, absolutely. But if you can have the right, if you can have a full perspective on it, you will see that it's having, it's, it's more of a sacrifice. Maybe isn't the best word, but it shifts. It has you shift it from your single perspective to your joint perspective. And you, once you realize that, oh, wow, I can reach deeper levels of satisfaction than I ever could have as a single person being, you know, in this, we'll say marriage, right? Now I, well, I want to pursue, how do I make this better then? And this needs to be, you know, kind of top priority on the totem pole and that and, and pursuing, you know, how to have the healthiest relationship possible. And it's like, okay, I need to, that means if you have to choose and it's like, Hey, I've got a sick wife or go out and watch the game with my buds, take care of the sick wife. Cause that's better. Yeah. I'm having to sacrifice that, but she brings me that deeper joy, um, in life and for the long term, than getting to watch, watch the game with the guys. So interesting. I hate seeing quotes like that too. And I'm very careful about quotes now. And I pay very close attention. You might say, wow, you way overanalyze that. And you're probably right. But personally, I, especially when it comes to like relationships and marriage and, and looking at that sort of thing, I, I don't play around with those quotes. Like what was one that I heard one time where it's like, sometimes maybe you just need to make a mistake to figure out the right thing to do. And it's like, intentionally make it like do the wrong thing to do the right. No, that feels like an indulgence of our dark side. And I say to that, no, I say you are better to stand strong in the face of all the pressure and temptation than to give in, to be like, Oh, I need to be able, you know, I had to make this because now you're just trying to sound cool. Like I had to, you know, I made a bunch of mistakes on the way to being a successful business. Like those are two different situations. You don't intentionally tank your business to then, oh, I got to tank this so I can figure something. No, you try and do your best thing self. So anyways, I'm very picky about quotes and there's a lot of quotes out there that I think are wrong or bad. I would say this is one of them. And maybe there's a case to be made. You're talking to people who are damaged and been nothing but toxic relationships. And so they say, look, that's not how it's supposed to do. But it's such a deeper conversation than that little quote. And I hate when they say never because that's just, that's patently false. Once again, minus the dignity part, but all right, final note here. And we are not any shorter than any normal episode. <laughs> this, this was a fun quote. Cause it's come full circle or a fun quote, fun note. And this would have been right around, I think when Oklahoma city got theirs, but definitely when it was kind of coming into the mainstream and they're on their come up. But I said, we live in a time where we have car vending machines, like just stand in all of that, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and be like, hold on, I have a supercomputer in my pocket. Like I need to just be in all, like when you're, when you climb a mountain and you look at the view and you can see the, the mountain range, you just go all oh, the expanse and you just go, hold on, I got to pause and just appreciate this in all its wonder, you know, be, be awestruck. And that's kind of what I was doing. It was like, holy crap. Like I actually, cars are in vending machines. We are in the future a lot, in a lot of time, in a lot of ways. And now I am someone who can say as of November, who has bought a car from the vending machine come full circle. It would have been, I don't know, maybe three, 
four years later after writing that note. It's kind of cool to be like, wow, I can't believe we have time to carve any machines, you know, but really thought, ah, probably never, you know, never had a thought about, I'm going to buy some, I'm going to buy one of those, but no, now I have a car, I have a great car from the vending machine, it's legit, I've done my whole review on it, I actually have enough to make a video that I totally kind of fell off the map, that I need to make again, so maybe this will spur me making my Carvana video, so it's pretty cool. Definitely worth it, and I uh, give my full review and breakdown. It's it's awesome. Carvana's great. Like anything, though, I mean, do your due diligence, but it can be great. And, yeah, there are horror stories, but there's horror stories everywhere, and I don't think it's an overwhelming amount. Otherwise, they wouldn't be successful right now. I mean, that's the argument at least, but look what, look what, look what car – I say that, yet look at what, you know, the general sentiment is around a car dealership, all right? So it's kind of cool to look back and be like, oh, I remember seeing that, you know uh, – that was an observation I had. Be like, wow, we live in a time. And then I get to make a purchase from that said vending machine that prompted that note. So that's kind of cool. Didn't even realize that. Coming full circle. It was awesome. So here we are. Now we're at the close of the show. Now you can start your Norwegian goodbye timer. I'm on a boat currently having a great time. So I want to thank you, but still bringing you three doses of weird this week to keep you regular. All right. You need to keep that. It's part of your daily regimen. You get your vitamins, you get your vitamin D, you get your vitamin B, C, all that good stuff. You get all your minerals, your niacin, your biotin, all that good stuff. And you're weird. Got to get your weird. Got to, you only get that right here from the Ramley Viking podcast. So thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak horde. I hope you enjoyed this episode of weird semi-undead notes and i hope you have a great week i'm on a boat i hope i have a great week and this is the day that we're boarding and we're setting sail so even as you may be listening to this i may not have boarded the ship yet so actually i will have posted about this and got to share this one on social media because it'll be airing in the morning so that's good but so there's a chance that if you have some last warning you want to send my way before i embark on my voyage that you want to send me like pro tips about cruises send send my way now's your chance you better hurry though if it's after i don't know 12 ish or three or something like that if it's late in the day if the hour is late you're too late and it'll say not delivered so send it now or forever hold your pee (laughs) that's what i like to say on road trips is, you know, we got to go to the bathroom. Speak now. Forever hold your pee. <laughs> favorite, favorite line. Favorite line. Yeah, that's a great line to close with. So, so yeah, I will be back next week to recap my cruise and all that stuff. But you're going to get those doses. Of, you're going to get your same doses of weird. So look forward to those. Remember to go check them out. Wednesday's episode. I cannot impart on you enough. If you, if you don't care for the, these episodes, me just sitting here rambling about nonsense, but you want some good, deep episodes some powerful episodes wednesdays go go listen to wednesday this wednesday's episode the blessings from tragedy series that is a series to follow and i'm hopefully gonna have a lot more i'm working on scheduling a lot more and so come april and may be cranking out maybe make it a weekly thing if i get enough done we'll see it might just be a once a month thing but nonetheless go check it out and then friday friday's special friday is very special then that's all i'm gonna say so all right, that does it for me. I gotta go, uh, you know, enjoy my time on the boat and quit here, quit talking here to you, even though this is pre-recorded on Friday. Ba-ba-ba. All right, folks, have a great week, 
And if you're on a boat, enjoy it. Or if you're going on a boat soon, I would love to hear about it and where you're going and what you're doing on that boat. But that does it for me. That'll be all. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanya Accord. If you're new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord. You can email the show, send in any and all thoughts, comments, concerns. You can leave it at the door, though. I don't want anything to do with those. But thank you so much. I'm going to go enjoy my week on a boat, a giant boat at that. You guys have a great week, and I will be back here to recap my time on a boat next week. But don't forget, episode still this week, as usual. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off. Because I'm on a boat.